0: This week, we're going to delve into what it means now that wrestling is an essential business in Florida, and if WWE is forcing their employees to work during the COVID-19 pandemic. Plus, AEW Dynamite this week gave us the next two matches of the TNT Championship Tournament. Did we see the retirement of the natural Dustin Rhodes? No. Of course not. Why would you think this? Perhaps we'll figure that out tonight on Heal Alternative. One and all, it is Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020, and welcome to episode 27 of Heel Alternative, ProWrestling.cool's posi-podcast covering the world of AEW and the wide world of professional wrestling outside of Vince's Purview, although, you know, considering that we are currently the official interim podcast of ProWrestling.cool. Someone gonna say it? It's it not just cool, cool it's done Give
1: cool. us money pay the man.
2: are you sure <laughs> that he are you sure that the other show's like ever coming back? Owen I would broke mean, free before you could
0: I mean, you're gonna have to ask uh the editorial director that i'm i'm just I'm just here doing this show with y'all because I'm your host John Gavresky Maxwell, joined of course by Oscar Bernard.
2: hey. And Trace
1: Evans. It's funny. I haven't seen Owen like all day today. He didn't even ask me about my stats or my rankings or anything like that. So I, I had him updated. But I'm, no. I'm I'm just saying if Owen has abandoned being if Owen has
2: abandoned heel turn, I feel like this in the I feel like this now as the premier impersonator or the original impersonator of Owen. I'm not going to say the premier,
1: mm-hmm. but I
2: feel like this makes me the new Owen. Okay. I like to believe that Owen Douglas is just a title that gets inherited from person to person.
1: So it's okay. like the Venom, um, symbi- symbiote, or whatever it is. Who's so, the Carnage here? Um, John, obviously, you. no, no, oh, you're you're okay. the, you're the yeah. Carnage because you're constantly yelling at Owen and telling him to fuck off. And you know, then the Owen symbiote goes over somebody. and It's like, hey, I really like Philly now. Want some cheesesteak? Eagles. yeah okay no
0: i'll I'll accept that.
2: Go watch dispatches from elsewhere. It's set in Philadelphia. I hear Owen really <laughs> likes this show. <laughs> i wonder why the 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 season finales this week.
0: oh, I can't wait what's going to happen in the season finale
2: oscar uh, i I don't know who Oscar is. I'm owen now <laughs> but um. But no, what's what's going to happen is they're going to walk around Philadelphia. Um, they might go to uh, a restaurant that I, I went to that's really nice. Um, How is I, the
0: water situation there, Owen?
2: It, the The water's great. It's Philadelphia. It's perfect. The, the what now? The, the water. I, I'm sorry. What was that word again? The the water's great. It's Philadelphia. Everything in Philadelphia is perfect.
0: How are the Eagles doing this season?
2: Well, the the Eagles have done uh, just as well as the uh, the Giants have, and uh, fuck Tom Brady, you know, and 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 now fuck the Buccaneers because they they beat us in the NFC Championship that one time. I'm still not over it. <laughs> <laughs> know where
0: to go from here <laughs> I, I, was just waiting,
1: I was just waiting for him to like run into a brick wall with that impression and it didn't happen it's just like a train went off the rails and it found a nice long hill to roll down
2: yep no i it told just... you it's the symbiote <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we were the we,
0: uh, trace it was us who got ozoned
1: yeah it was i i don't even know how to follow up on that i'm just kind of awestruck here
0: I don't know either, so let's just not even do any sort of transition whatsoever out of us making weird in-jokes about the other people on this website. <laughs> I
2: wonder that... what Owen
1: thinks about the XFL. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm just glad the XFL never had a team in uh, Philadelphia, because there's only one team in Philadelphia, and they're the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's cool. It's a really cool ring you have there, Owen. Oh, thanks. It's it's, uh, when we won the Super Bowl. I I went to Minnesota for that. Yeah, why? Uh, Because it was, you know, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl finale. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that I knew that if I was there, my energy would make sure that we beat um, the fuck the Patriots.
0: I don't want to talk to Owen anymore. <laughs> Owen doesn't know anything about the XFL, other than he likes the DC team because it makes it so he doesn't like the New York team, and it enrages me. So I don't want to talk to Owen. Bring back Oscar. We need our XFL
2: expert here. Oh, whoa! I, sorry. I don't know what I don't know what came over me for a second. Um, yeah. I'm. Hey, I, I heard the words XFL. It triggered something in me, and I'm I snapped out of whatever thing I was in.
0: Oscar, it's yeah. time to talk about the latest news in Vince McMahon's really great football league that definitely has done really well for itself.
2: The XFL I can't, I can't believe that the XFL news stinger isn't retired. That which is already dead
0: cannot die Oscar.
2: Um yeah fucking Oliver Luck who is the commissioner of the XFL was true was but what he what what he is doing though he's suing Vince McMahon suing Vince McMahon directly yeah for he so he's suing him for wrongful termination basically basically because They abandoned the league, they abandoned the league, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he's suing, you know, I'd imagine he was probably signed on a contract saying, yeah, the league's going to last at least three years.
1: Quite possibly.
2: Also, the XFL filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, so
0: but the the thing is that yeah like he is basically suing Vince directly because he's his basically his legal argument seems to be that you know based on Vince's earlier pledge that he's funding the XFL with like 375 million dollars of his own money that like no Vince has the money he could pay me mm-hmm.
2: which i don't know that that's really going to work as an argument but like so hey, try his, it. his his official complaint Despite fulfilling his obligations as Commissioner and CEO since May 30th, 2018, Mr. Luck was wrongfully terminated by Alpha Entertainment LLC, Alpha, an affiliate of Defendant, on April 9, 2020. Thus, Alpha has repudiated Mr. Luck's employment agreement. Mr. Luck brings this action for breach of contract and declaratory judgment against McMahon. Which, if this is the complaint, I highly doubt this holds water. Because all the XFL has to say, is, or all Vince has to say is, the league went out of business, pal.
1: I wonder what if part expect? of this is that he's trying to pierce the whole point of the XFL contract and go directly at Vince saying, Yeah, you just did this to get some savings on the WWE side, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And going to try and just get in a, a line of attack there to get some extra money. I, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm not a lawyer.
2: Yep. I don't ask I me doubt this will I doubt anything's gonna happen from this
1: but yeah I, I don't think it's if it was just as simple as well you know uh you you owed me more money based on this contract and you know yeah the company went out of business I don't think he would be suing Vince directly I think it's uh, intended to pierce that whole corporate veil and say no Vince did this and he did it to screw the XFL because he didn't think we we're actually gonna make any money and in doing that damaged me for the sake of his wrestling company. So, probably so, that.
2: Did any of us expect the XFL 2020 to have a more interesting end than the 2001 XFL? Nope. No. And yet, here we are. Yeah. When's the 30 for 30 XFL 2 coming out? Uh, give it five years. Where's the kind
0: of action that ESPN used to be? Where's my smash mouth? wide open XFL 30 for 30, 30, 30,
1: 30. 30. That's all I got. Me too.
2: We didn't even get to the point where they were going to show us the cheerleaders locker room. We didn't get a lot
0: of the good shit, pal. It's true.
2: Although, admittedly, as a good sign for this league, it didn't start with a literal Hindenburg-esque disaster before the league even started. So, admittedly, the fates were on Vince's side.
0: So, yeah, it did a little bit better than the last one. Yeah. Like, it's that's the sad and weird thing is that, like, you know, hey, for as much as the XFL was clearly a failure and was losing a lot of money, like, as we had discussed before... Um, In their first month, they had made about $14 million off of spending $44 million. But, you know, in terms of, like, the quality of the show, it seemed like it was better than what they'd done been doing.
2: You know, as someone that watched every televised minute of the 2001 XFL because it was such a train wreck, admittedly, I got kind of bored of this one because it was just competent football. It's true. I I think I think I do think though that I don't know if it's just because of the quality of the atmosphere or so but the XFL did seem below college average. Yeah, okay. But I don't know if that's just cuz college football has such like a huge atmosphere. It definitely it does because it is a huge thing here. But definitely the qual. The games were more boring to watch than college games.
0: Sure. I don't know. I, I don't have much of an opinion on this. Admittedly. Yeah. Speaking speaking Fine.
2: of um, speaking of uh, football rings, moving on to dark side of rings.
0: Why do we let him do transitions? I
1: was going to say, why don't we just talk about like murdering the XFL when we get into this next one? Jesus Christ.
0: Speaking of things that were murdered, uh, you know, things that they were okay and then murdered, Rhythm Bastard is very upset by these transitions,
1: by the way. Yes, he should be. You're just Y'all, upset
2: because you don't have the creativity.
0: Which one of you clowns watched this week's Dark Side of the Ring?
1: I did not. I did
0: all right, Oscar, let's quickly talk about some Dino Bravo and the Quebecois mafia that probably killed him, allegedly. I, but I, probably.
2: I will say, after watching this, I'm not convinced it was the mafia.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely some, there's some questions out there of who possibly did it. And I, like,
2: I, I'm fully convinced at this point. No, this looks like the fucking bikers
0: the bikers i mean (laughs) definitely a sentence
2: so the thing is is that i don't know how much the quebec organized crime really makes it over to the u.s but it's a fucking massive thing and like also from what i understand especially in the 80s and the 90s basically quebec was a turf war between the mafia and the hell's angels
0: the mafia and the who you broke up for a second And,
2: and the hell's angels Damn. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely something that they don't really delve into all that much here in this episode, because like I still don't really know a lot about the Quebecois the mafia aside from like what they talk about in this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh yes. Yeah, so basically, those that don't know, there's basically a uh, an overview of uh, the the wrestling career of uh, Dino Bravo, who was essentially uh, Quebec's of uh, fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and you know the, the episode is basically just like the the cliff notes of it. The episode basically just talks a lot about you know how uh, he eventually came over to WWE because Vince McMahon was like you know Vince McMahon wanted to sign him and want all this stuff, but of course Vince you know in typical Vince fashion didn't actually care about Dino Bravo or wanting to push him as a star, but just wanted control of Montreal and and Dino ran them ran montreal he ran the quebec territory vince wanted it got the top star didn't really do much with him and then got rid of him and then you know dino was at the end of his career and couldn't really do anything else because all he'd really done is wrestling and vince had destroyed you know montreal wrestling so he gets involved in a life of crime and uh cigarette smuggling contraband cigarettes is a thing
2: Oh, it's so... Contraband Cigarettes is a huge thing up here. Is it still a huge thing? Yes. Wow. Um, Because at the Native Reserves, that you don't pay taxes on cigarettes. It's similar here. And so they're dirt cheap here. And yeah, I know... I still know people... Obviously not now because of the pandemic. But like, you know, I knew people that still would like... If you have a group of people that smokes, and one guy's like, "Oh, hey, I'm going up to the reserve. You got how many you want?" Mm. Yeah, that. And and like as far as the mafia in Quebec, um, I the anecdote I've heard is basically, if you're not from Quebec, don't accept a, don't accept any construction job in Quebec. Because you are almost definitely going to be muscling in on someone's turf. Mm.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, apparently the construction industry is still pretty much all mafia in Quebec.
0: Well, all right then. Who knew? Well, you did, obviously.
2: I have family there.
0: What is, what is your opinions on uh, what what I've heard termed by some as Hick French?
2: I mean, it's, it is Hick French. No, d- no, fucking France French is the fucking pompous fucking French. I'll stand up for my French Canadians. Even though they don't want to be part of Canada. Hey, just slightly over 50% of them do.
0: As a great man once said, Quebec isn't wrong about wanting to destroy Canada, but then they fuck up where they don't also want to destroy Quebec.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, the Quebec, this is not really the show to get into Quebec separatism, but also (laughs) I feel like maybe more than 50% would have said yes if the bill... For separation wasn't like weirdly obtuse and had a lot of other shit thrown in, and it's like, well, you have to agree to all of this or none of this. Hmm. And it almost kind of feels like they wrote it that way to make sure that it wouldn't happen. Probably. Either way, this is a good lose, episode of the show. I don't want to lose Quebec because they're the only part of Canada with any like culture anymore. Damn, got him.
0: This was a good episode of this show. Yes. I liked it. Tracy should watch it.
1: Okay. I'll see if I can sometime. Good. I'm glad. You should be glad. I'll watch it sometime. Sure. Great.
0: This is very posy. I'm, I'm feeling very plur right now. Yeah, I know.
1: It's very posy. Very plur. It's not corrupt at all.
2: Speaking of corrupt. <sighs>
1: stop. <laughs>
2: now you're just letting him do it. I add nothing else to this show other than chaos. Let me have that. Alright.
0: You know what? I've given up. Whatever. It's White Claw Wednesday. If if he's drinking, I'm gonna be drinking too.
1: I'm not drinking, but whatever. I'm just here to see the chaos. Trace, are you drinking? No, I'm just having a monster. It's just caffeine. Speaking of monsters, though. (laughs) There we go. Let it go. I just... I just hate... This. Let's just talk about Vince McMahon being a fucking piece of shit and what the McMahon family has done during this pandemic will, to be I, even I bigger pieces just, of shit.
2: I will say just to cap off Dark Side of the Ring real quick, it's kinda nice that this is or it's kinda weird that this is the first episode that didn't treat Vince McMahon like the worst piece of shit. Only somewhat of a piece of shit. <laughs> You're not
0: wrong there, but let it be known that, of course, Vince McMahon is a huge piece of shit, oh, and so huge. Yeah, picking up on uh, what we talked about last week. Obviously, you know, last week we had Red Wednesday, where we need to cover all the firings that happened as a result of the the COVID nineteen issues. Yep. But one thing that we started to talk about there that we uh, we put a pin on is the fact that uh WWE and basically any wrestling company now is an essential business in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah, thank you, Vince, for uh, kind of basically buying your way into this.
0: So, as a prelude to, to all this, I feel like one thing that we should definitely talk about here is something that was interesting to me is news came out this week that Sarah Logan was backstage at Raw. She was not on the episode, although they did reference her a couple times on the episode, but she was, she was backstage. Drake Maverick, of course, uh, was on tonight's NXT and they made a big deal of his whole story and like even using the footage from his Twitter video that he posted for those that don't remember here, if I even need to say it, Sarah Logan and Drake Maverick were both released last Wednesday as part of this whole thing. Yep. Sure were. So there have been a lot of backstage. There has been a lot of talk about like, you know, these decisions are really unpopular. Like Sarah Logan, especially, people are really pulling for both, apparently, in the women's locker and, you know, not the least of which being the fact that, like, uh, her husband still works for the company and is, you know, currently challenging for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So, mm-hmm.
2: from what I understand, this whole reason Sarah Logan was backstage is because they basically said, well, we still have you for another 90 days because you're no compete.
0: And that's exactly well. it. Is that by WWE's logic, their their whole thing is that well, you yes, we have released you, but because of this 90-day no compete clause, you're still basically an employee for that entire time because we're paying you for the whole 90 days. So you basically still work for us.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing we need to really point out here. I think I've never pointed out on this specific podcast just in like chats and stuff, the 90-day non-compete clause. That WB puts out there is, by all means, legally unenforceable. Yep. It is completely unenforceable. It is not an actual thing. If somebody says, oh, well, you know, they can't go anywhere for 90 days because, no, they could go work somewhere the next day. There is nothing legally preventing them from doing that because they are independent contractors. Yep. If they were employees, that would be valid. But independent Hell, contractors, fucking, the whole point is that— But also, even if they were employees,
0: like there are certain states now, like, you know, California, Mm -hmm. where you can't enforce a a non-compete clause. That's legally something that, like, you know, is is something you can't do. Now, granted, there's also, you know, it's the different states have different rules. You know, my state is New York is an at will employment state. Mm -hmm. So you could totally do that type of bullshit if you really wanted to. Yeah. uh, I would imagine
2: WWE being incorporated in Florida has been
1: nothing but beneficial to them.
0: Are they though? Like, are they, could they be potentially incorporated in Connecticut?
1: I thought they were in Connecticut.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I don't know.
1: I thought they were in Stanford, Connecticut, because Connecticut has usually had very business friendly laws.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it usually favors the businesses. But regardless of that, the only way, the whole point of non compete is to take somebody who came out of your specific business with stuff that was integral to your company. And they're not allowed to take it to anybody else's company. And if you say somebody's an independent contractor, you're immediately saying they are not integral to your company. So the whole point of the 90-day non-compete and the thing you need to take away from all this is that, yes, they can say you don't work for 90 days. The only way they can enforce it is by saying, well, if you don't go anywhere else for 90 days, we'll give you an extra payday, which is basically three months pay. And that's what they do. If somebody went and worked somewhere else, they they could do that. They just wouldn't get those three months extra pay. And most wrestlers like that free payday. And for the same reason, that's why Drake and Sarah can do this still. Because it's like, if they want that payday, well, you know, they can still work with WWE. It keeps their contacts intentionally getting rehired good, which is fucked up in its own way. But they, I mean, they're already kind of waiting for that extra payday.
2: There is one thing I do want to clear up about WWE being declared an essential service, though. Okay. From what I understand, it's not quite where WWE was declared an essential service. It was Florida has designated that employees at professional sports and media production with a national audience can continue only if the location is closed to the general public.
0: Well, yes. And I mean, that's the thing, is that like, and it's not WWE specifically is an essential business. It is that sports are an essential business. Wrestling, as it exists currently, is an essential business. And that is definitely something that we need to, you know, really consider the ramifications of. And it's why they can get away with this nonsense of like, you know, firing a bunch of people and then still insisting that they have to come in and work. Well, Mm -hmm. of course you can do that because they're an essential business. Mm -hmm. So... On Friday the 10th, going back to two Fridays ago, WWE had its talent fly to Orlando to begin a weekend's worth of tapings. They filmed SmackDown that day for to air that night. At some point during that day, Vince McMahon decided to cancel everything and decided, actually, we're going to go live. So, as everything started happening here... The news started to come out that, like the that part of why Vince was thinking this was because, well, they have their contracts with uh, Fox and, and NBC, and those contracts basically specify that they're allowed about three tape shows per year. Those mm-hmm. being the the two shows when they go to the UK and one show for Chris, for the Christmas weekend, um, or for the Chris for the Christmas week. Now, basically. Uh, what this entails is that like because they've been having to tape things because of the stay at home orders and having to do all this stuff they were getting close to going over that limit Vince thinking okay these companies will you know they're losing money on all this stuff they could potentially use this as an excuse to renegotiate their contracts so Vince says I'm not going to let them renegotiate their contracts and find them like me negligent for not doing live shows because of this so we're just going to do it live
2: and sure yeah, I feel like as much as the blame, as much as definitely a lot of blame should fall on Vince here, I think a lot of blame should probably fall on NBC and Fox for not stepping in and just saying right away when this came out. It's like, no, it's cool.
1: Um, I'm going to step in and say I don't think they would do that because I think they want to keep all their options open here. Like, mm. especially if WWE falls onto a scandal, so to say, that maybe one of their employees or one of their notable talents catches coronavirus because of their own negligent tapings and stuff. They probably shouldn't be doing this whole time. Anyways, uh, that'd be a great way for them to say, Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, you went over your tape. So we, this is a breach. We're done. Fair. And it, there's stuff like that. Like, uh, like, yeah, that would be the right thing to do here. hundred percent. These are some cynical ass motherfuckers. Everybody yeah, involved. This here. is fucking capitalism all the way around.
2: But, I mean, also, though, you know, you can all, there's probably a point to be made here, too, though, that NBC and Fox, if, say, one of the wrestlers were to catch coronavirus and there would be that sort of scandal, WWE could just turn around and say, well, we only did the shows because you told us we had to.
1: Yeah, they would take that very well.
0: Yeah, and, of course, that's exactly what Vince would do, because it's Vince.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be a great way to just burn some bridges right there. Um, And then right there, he's probably going back to Spike TV or whatever their remnants of them are left. The Paramount Network. The Paramount Network. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, it looks like we're pushing um, uh, Impact off their network to get some TV time. We're no longer a network
2: exclusively for men.
1: I mean, the thing is, is mainly you could have that kind of argument right back at the big networks. But do you really want to push them in a way where if you don't have them, you're done? You know, it's like, do we really want a entertainment show that just wants to rip us new one and savage us because of their own negligence, and then they're going to pin it on us?
2: I can't believe NXT is airing on TNT now.
1: Legitimately. It could be something stupid like that. It, it's... Both
2: shows airing in picture-in-picture in picture at the same time.
1: I mean, it, it's just a case of, like... There are definitely business entities working against each other here for multiple reasons, and trust me, they're all looking out for their own interests. Keep that in mind. Yeah.
0: But what is interesting to me is that, like, it it did come out that actually, you know... surprisingly Orlando tried to do the right thing at first like Orlando apparently Orlando police did show up at the Foreman center not only during these tapings but during when they were filming mania to try to get them to shut down like and you know WWE just said no you can't come in which right. you know what are the police going to do if you don't get a warrant like yeah
1: if you don't get a warrant they can't come in so it's a case of like all you can do is try to get to check licenses for can they film which they probably had at the ready and then like hey wait a minute we have state home <laughs> initiatives yeah you need a warrant to prove any takings going on
0: yep all they could say is like no you can't come in and are like well, you should let us in and you should like disperse if you're doing anything in there it's like yeah well we're not you can't come in bye mm-hmm. exactly like what are you gonna do it's like all you can really do yeah. is get is just you have to have a fucking warrant yeah, at that and point.
1: you'd probably have to go to a court that probably is not running at the moment, even the quick ones where you get warrants like overnight or something like that because they're all home due to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people can get away with a lot of shit during this if you got a lot of money and the ability to tell the cops fuck off.
0: And then it turns out that they don't even need to do that anymore because, of course, as we discovered okay. on uh, last Monday, the 13th, WWE is, and all sports institutions, as Oscar said, any sports institution uh, that is filming on a closed set is declared an essential business in the state of Florida. And one question on this, they basically just say, well, it's essential to the state's economy. How it's essential to the state's economy, no one can really explain.
1: Yeah, why isn't every other business essential to the state's economy as well? Weird.
0: It's not like you're selling tickets to these shows. It's not like you're renting nope. out the public venues for these shows.
1: Nope. So how
0: is this an essential business exactly?
1: It keeps yeah. Keeps the
2: world entertained.
1: It's almost as if maybe somebody did some convincing.
0: And it should be noted here too. Two things, of course. Uh, first of all, this is uh, this is something that came directly from the state. Like, yes. this is not a decision that Orlando made. In fact, like, they've passed the buck on it completely. Whenever, like, people have asked them about it, they've said, hey, look, we talked to the governor's office and the governor told us that they're an essential business and we should allow them to operate. If you have any questions about this, talk to them, not us. That's been their line the entire time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another thing that has come out, though, uh, when reporters started piecing together the timeline here, is that uh, shortly before all of this happened... Uh, Linda McMahon's uh, Trump Super PAC, the the Super PAC that she runs, plans to spend about eighteen and a half million dollars on ad buys in the Greater Orlando area.
1: Weird, injecting money into a certain economy that is probably uh, bereft of it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And granted, they had also
2: granted they had this. also said they
0: were going to spend this on like different on several states as well. They're also going to spend a bunch of money on other states. Noticeably, though, they're spending more than double that for Florida. Weird.
2: Now, this kind of goes into, though, an interesting question that I think you brought up, John, off air, but that's kind of been sitting in my mind is, Money in the Bank's in Connecticut at their head office. Yeah. Are they allowed to do that?
0: I don't know anything about Connecticut, but... I'd assume probably not, but Again,
1: again yeah, it's like prove a I cop. I bet there's nothing enforceable there. Like cops show up, hey, are you filming? No, we're not. What are those wrestlers doing up on the roof? I don't know. Got a warrant? And then yeah, by the time
0: that they show up with a warrant, everybody's gone. It's like, Alright, yeah, come in. There's nothing going on here. Yeah, why do you Hardy's have this? Why do you have this weird roof? roof? What have top. this weird roof set up? I don't know. We thought it was
1: cool.
2: Look is at the As- trees. What's
1: Asuka doing dancing up here? <laughs> We're a wrestling <laughs> here. company.
2: We have a wrestling ring on our roof. So what? Google yeah, probably has computers on their roof. Why don't you go after them? It's from that old Super Bowl ad we had. Oh, no. Your problem is with the WWF. This oh. is the WWE. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, everybody makes a mistake. We're a totally different entity. We got the F out.
2: Go talk
0: to those panda assholes. We're, we're not doing anything wrong here.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's like the pandas, no, the pandas you can't trust.
0: So, regardless, what matters here is that through means that it totally makes sense and are in no way questionable in any way whatsoever, uh, WWE gets declared an essential business, and they also open the doors basically for any other sports league to be considered an essential business here. Now, I mean, of course... I'm
2: sure I can think of one other sports adjacent organization operating out of Florida. That's uh, probably very excited about this. Now,
0: granted, some other things have happened here since then, of course, you know, last week, as we talked about, Red Wednesday occurred and all the firings Happened and all the furloughs happened Uh one thing that we that we should Address here though I mean We're gonna go more in depth in this uh on This week's casual Friday Owen and I are gonna talk about The uh tomorrow's Uh pro Fucking WWE financial call That's gonna be happening Q1 baby let's Go Mm -hmm. Uh but so we're gonna Go more in depth on like the actual money and everything That happened there uh and and As well as how it You know, relates to Red Wednesday and all that stuff. Uh, But one thing that I do feel like that we should talk about here uh, because I feel like this is something that we would all care about is. So, of course, last week on the show, we talked about how uh, they were claiming that they were going to be spending, saving about four million dollars with all the cuts, uh, four million dollars a month with all the cuts they were making. Turns out Dave Meltzer did the math and that four million dollars also adds in the fact that they were not gonna that they were putting off moving their headquarters from Titan Towers to a new office. When you only include the people whose salaries have been cut or furloughed over you know over this time, they are only saving about seven hundred and thirty two thousand dollars a month.
1: This is true, but keep in mind here, and this is coming from a batshit awful accountant perspective. That's 2.1 million you put towards your targets quarterly. And that's awful. That's a pathetic way to put it. Because, yeah, it's that and the corporate stuff. But from terms of, like, shareholders and hitting those targets or getting closer, that's probably pretty good for them. And that fucking sucks.
0: Yeah. It sure does.
1: Like, this is why my advice to everybody is, like, Fuck public companies, but, you know, that's just me getting, you know, public companies are a pain in the ass, and the stuff like this would be considered. Like, what if we move all our money into another country's uh, banks, and we use the exchange rate to get favorable uh, cash exchanges?
2: I mean, the thing is, is as much as the stock never really recovered from the last quarter, it's not like the stock, you know, it's not back at the $70 market was Mm-hmm. it's still kind of bounced up. It's been on the up ever since Red Wednesday.
1: Yeah, because they're about to hit profit targets, or probably get pretty close to profit targets compared to where they were going to hit. Yeah. And again, but anyway... Oh. This, yeah, the stock market doesn't give a shit about, like, humanity, or no. whether it's the right thing to do. They care about, are you hitting your targets? Are you giving us growth? And are you giving us dividends? Which the answer to... All that is, unfortunately, yeah, kind of. Very much yes. Yeah. Extremely uh, yes. Fuck
2: the notion of compassionate capitalism.
1: Indeed. There is no such thing. There is no
0: such thing. There never was. Uh, and there is no such thing as a compassionate WWE, even though they ultimately uh, they ultimately relented on their cockamamie idea of being live every single week. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, they announced on Friday... Uh, the 17th, that they would be changing their uh, recording schedule. So every show up until now has been live. Raw, mm-hmm. Smackdown was live last week. Raw was live on Monday. NXT was live tonight. Smackdown will be live on Friday night. Starting on Saturday, though, they will be filming two Smackdowns for May 1st and May 8th. Monday, they're going to film Raw for two weeks. They're going to film that night's Raw and then the May 4th Raw. They're going to take uh, Wednesday, the the 29th. They're going to film the two NXTs for that night and for the next week. They're then going to take 12 days off, at which point, Monday the 11th of May, they're going to film one Raw for that night and then SmackDown for that week. The next day, they're going to film the next week's Raw and SmackDown, and then they're going to film the two A- NXTs for that week and the next week uh, the next day. And then from there, they're just going to like go every two weeks, basically.
2: Which still feels like if you gotta do it, why not do like a month in advance to minimize the amount of travel?
0: To say nothing of the fact that like, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people have been talking about how like a lot of these reformers, when like Edge and all these people when they were, when they did WrestleMania, after they did WrestleMania, they quarantined themselves for two weeks. Yeah. Like they quarantined themselves in a hotel or anything for two weeks before they returned to their families and all this stuff. This schedule basically means that, like, either no one's ever going to be able to return home to their families, or they're just going to have to say, fuck it, I guess I'm just going to have to potentially put them at risk.
2: Yep. Or they'll become persona non grata like Roman Reigns.
0: Indeed. Yeah. I mean, and that's the ultimate thing that we get to here, is that, like, well, before we get to that, like... So yeah, clearly they've clearly they're doing the right thing by by trying to change the schedule as much as they can. Like they're not doing the right thing enough, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong here. This right. still sucks. This is still terrible, but it's still better than doing it live. Yes. But the damage is done. Like we're at a point where literally the door is open for all professional sports are legal in Florida now. Yep. Like anyone that wants to do anything can do whatever they want. And granted, like, you know, this this all comes to the fact that like, you know, Florida is a very fucking conservative state with a fucking Republican governor that is very much like in the fucking pocket of the President Trump yes. like fucking Florida, like Texas and a lot of these other conservative states, are very much pushing to reopen without any fucking care for for anything whatsoever, because they just want to fucking get back open and get back to to fucking work, uh, regardless of what the situation is. Like, Florida is already pushing to reopen beaches and all these things. So it's not like that this is really surprising, let's say, but... It's still a horrible fucking precedent that this is set and that fucking WWE has been allowed to do this and allowed to get away with this. I mean, it's like, you know, it's hard for me to look at this and say, like, well, hard for this to to not look at this and then think, well, this is probably why fucking Double or Nothing is still on for the 23rd, even though there's no way the fucking Vegas is going to be up and running, because I guess now they'll just fucking run into Daly's place.
2: I mean, hey, you saw what the fucking mayor of Las Vegas said today.
1: I actually didn't. Yeah, I did too. It was uh, basically, they want Las Vegas to be an experiment city for what happens if we just expose ourselves to it. Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: And course. they're reopening yeah. the casinos.
1: Yep. It, it's basically like, what happens if we decide to say fuck it and, you know, hurt everybody? I I wish I was making this up. I wish I had any sort of funny twist on this. This is literally... What she basically this saying. is the
2: fucking hell world!
1: They, they just want people to come back there and not give a shit about this stuff anymore, which is... I think we're going to find out in maybe another week or two. This is a terrible idea, and it's probably going to be a week or two too late.
2: It turns out what happens in Vegas spreads quickly to the rest of the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I'm just thinking about, like, the only thing I can think about is, like, you know, the thing and like, admittedly, this is the thing that's just been going around left Twitter uh, for, like, the past day or two. But, you know, for those that didn't hear, uh, my wonderful mayor, uh, Bill de Blasio, had a really great fucking idea of, oh, when this whole thing blows over, we're going to throw a ticker tape parade for all the first responders nope. and all stuff. is going to be a really great idea. And, of course, like, everybody's responding. Yeah, this is what Philly did during fucking World War II. Uh, during the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. Everybody got Spanish flu and died.
1: Yeah, it's like, don't fucking do stuff like this. The whole point is to stay the fuck home. Honestly. Like, we really are the stupid, aren't we?
0: We really are. So, uh, regardless,
1: one thing I do want to mention about AEW, I was thinking about this earlier, like, double or nothing going on as planned seems a bit odd to me. Under normal circumstances, because a lot of other AEW stuff has been delayed pretty Especially, significantly.
2: Yeah, like, they, they delayed blood and guts because they're yep. like, we want to do that in front of a crowd.
1: Right. And for situations like that, the only rationale I can get through in my head is that it's probably a similar contractual thing like what WWE is worried about for their live shows. I don't think TNT has to worry about that so much because I don't think... AEW be dumb enough to say, oh, we are only going to have, you know, so-and-so live shows. Or, you know, only so many TNT tape shows. But wouldn't
2: even care about Double or Nothing, would they? Because that would be a pay-per-view thing,
1: BR right? Live would. Yeah, BR Live probably would, though. BR Live, I bet, has a guaranteed amount of events they have to have from AEW for their whole spiel to keep going on. And I bet it's four.
2: I'm also thinking that there's probably a thing, a clause with those pay-per-view providers where it's like they're a new company. They don't want to piss off the pay per view providers yet by canceling an event. Could be. But historically, you know, last year's event did really good numbers for them.
1: Mm-hmm. But regardless, regardless whether it does good or bad numbers, I think the point is just we're going to give them an event as they expected. If it doesn't sell well, that's not on us. We're just going to give them the best event we can possibly give because contractually. We can't do force majeure here as we'd like to because we've kind of proven that that's not a thing because we're still running weekly shows on TNT and same reason why they're probably doing these taped shows on TNT because they have a deal to give them a weekly program and unfortunately TNT wants wrestling and TNT does not want excuses unless basically wrestlers are dropping dead which so far they aren't.
0: And just fucking sucks that it feels like we're going to have to get to that point where they are before someone will do anything.
1: Well, the worst part is that you have basically one of two potential outcomes here, I think. And one is this goes on and we have this hellscape of wrestlers risking their lives until things eventually get better and we luck out and nothing happens. The other side of it, a wrestler drops dead or gets gravely sick from this and wrestling as a whole is put at risk. Like... Everybody will start talking about this like this is complete negligence from the entire industry. The entire industry will then suffer, much like what has happened the fucking, in the past.
2: Like, look at how look at how fucking the Benoit incident almost killed wrestling. Yeah, Not I didn't wa-
1: I didn't want to invoke that, but that's exactly what it would be. It would be like a second Benoit, and I don't know if the industry could weather that, especially when you've got two companies doing this bullshit.
2: Yep.
1: So, like, this if you count would be impact, on a much larger oh, shit, yeah. scale. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a case of, like... I mean, shit, I hate to fucking, you
0: know, I hate to ever give this fucking person credit for anything, but you know what? Hey, props to fucking Tessa Blaser for not showing up at the Impact tapings because of fucking COVID. Yeah, honestly. Putting your foot down and being like, no, what?
1: Yeah, the the smartest thing wrestlers could do is to stand against this, in my opinion. And, look, I like AEW. I like what they've done. I don't like their recent shows. That's for damn sure, because I'm really getting sick of Guy Beats Jobber. But wrestlers standing up against this is the best thing you can do for the possible preservation of the business. Because then you can point to them and say, hey, no, some of them knew what was up. And were smart enough to stay out of this. If everybody was in here until people started dropping dead, uh, calling for to shutter the entire business would not be all that out there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's really, it's a scary razor's edge, honestly.
2: I mean, the fact that, like, a fucking top star like Roman Reigns saying, I am not going to wrestle, wasn't enough for WWE to be like, all right, well, let's back out.
1: And that's the thing is, like, Roman Reigns, I know he's not really within our purview usually, but it's kind of like the scariest part about this is that him taking a stand and what it's led to. And that it's not anything that's influenced any change. In fact, it's done quite the contrary.
2: Fucking Sarah Logan, who the company fired, gets mm-hmm. more mentions on Raw than literally Vince's favorite wrestler.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. But we do need to talk about the thing that happened yesterday, though,
1: mm-hmm. oh, because
0: yeah. this is an important wrinkle in this story here uh, with everything we've talked about, is that someone submitted a public comment to the Board, you know, the board of County Commissioners uh, in Orlando. And it was reported at a, uh, at a meeting yesterday uh, by uh, reporter John Alba, who said, and this is the entire uh, report. Okay. My employer, World Wrestling Entertainment, a.k.a. WWE, is forcing me to work the TV tapings for its weekly show despite stay-at-home orders for coronavirus. I am unable to speak out as I need this job, and I know I will be fired if I approach my higher-ups. Despite sanitary precautions, we cannot maintain social distancing and have to touch other people. I request the government to shut down these tapings in a forced stay-at-home order so that my colleagues and I may follow social distancing rules without fear of repercussion or losing our jobs. Now, the thing that does need to be specified here is everybody else has po- pointed out here, there is absolutely no way whatsoever that we can prove that this is from a real WWE employee. There is <laughs> no. no way that we can verify this statement. Like, short of literally someone coming out and saying... I this was me, I submitted this. Yeah. Like, there's no way that we will ever be able to prove that this was actually even someone in WWE. Yeah,
1: there'd be someone throwing their career under the bus and probably never working in the business again.
0: With that said, though, as other people have reported, this is a sentiment that has been said by multiple people backstage, apparently. Yes, it has. And I mean, the thing I think that we need to consider here is that like for as much as WWE is insisting that this is not true. And, Mm -hmm. you know, WWE issued the following statement to, to PW Insider where they said these accusations aren't true. Employees know that they can confidentially go to human resources, not the public. Notwithstanding the appropriate protocol, no one would be fired if they were uncomfortable with their surroundings. We've made accommodations for individuals upon request.
1: And anybody who has been in a company that is not working in their interests knows that just going to HR is just putting a bullet or target right on your head, just waiting for that bullet to strike. HR is there to
2: protect the company. Yeah,
1: HR HR is not your friend. HR is
0: there to represent the company's best interest. And if it is in the company's best interest that you were not a part of that company, that will always be their first decision.
1: Yeah. There is never a department that is working directly and only for the worker. That would be a union, which we don't have.
0: Yep. So, regardless of the bullshit of that statement, Mm -hmm. like, I think that there are two things that we can look at here. You know, first, consider the plight of Leo Rush. And as we know, Leo Rush has had all these fucking... This talk about all these problems backstage is not going to be... It's not like this is the thing that broke the, the straw that broke the camels back here. But... You know, consider the fact that Leo Rush very publicly said that he was not comfortable working during these conditions, that he was not comfortable, like, performing, doing wrestling while all COVID-19 is going on because he has a family. He has two young daughters. He doesn't want to get his family sick. Leo Rush was one of the people that was released last week. And now, granted, as I said before, Leo Rush has had all these you know complaints about issues backstage he has had all this this talk about like bad shit that he's done and like heat that he has this is like so it's not like you could just look at that and say oh well clearly he was just fired for that but like Uh,
2: my my counterpoint to that though is all the talk of his yes there's a lot of talk of his heat backstage but also a lot of that talk of his backstage heat kind of died down a few months ago when they brought him back And it yeah. almost just feels like WWE knows this so they can get away with firing him because they'll just get people saying, well, he has backstage heat.
0: And that's and that's exactly the point. Is that yeah. like yeah. it seems like that seems to me like something that could be very easily seen as retaliation because, oh, well, you don't want to work. Well, we're not really I guess we're not really using you anyway. So I guess you're gone by and like mm-hmm. but you can't prove it. You'd never be able to prove it. Yep. Yeah. And they know that
2: I also my my conspiracy theory brain still says once this pandemic is done, they are going to quietly release Roman Reigns for something else.
0: And my other thing that I was going to say is consider Roman Reigns. You know, Roman Reigns is the top star in the company. Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns is. Yes their biggest draw Roman Reigns is the person that they push as the top superstar. Roman Reigns has their the rule basically is out there the rumor is that Roman Reigns is not allowed to be acknowledged on television at all. You cannot say the words Roman Reigns. And granted mm-hmm. like I hate to even say this here, but trying to give Vince McMahon at least a little bit of the benefit of the doubt You could see this as, like, you know, look, there's all the stories about Vince McMahon apparently has a huge fucking thing about, like, one of his big rules is don't ever sell a match that you don't intend on giving people. Now, granted, of course, Vince breaks this all the time because he's a massive fucking hypocrite, but, like, he... uh, You can look at it in a world where he believes this and he sees this as, well, Roman's not going to be back for a while. If we even bring him up, it's going to make people think that he's going to come back. We don't know when he's coming back. So let's just not even talk about it and not even give people the idea that like Roman's going to be back sometime soon.
2: You know, the other counterpoint to that though is when fucking Roman reigns might not have ever come back because he announced that his leukemia had come back they had still talked about Roman Reigns and passing on TV.
0: They sure did. And, but the point that I was trying to get at here is that like, you know, WWE and, and AEW and all these companies, one of the big things that they have tried to say in all this is that like, you know, anyone who doesn't work during this time is not going to be punished. No one's going to like the thing that everybody says is no one's going to lose their spot.
1: Right. And with AEW, I believe that. With WWE, I'm not so sure.
0: But that's the thing is, I'm
2: going to. I don't even up.
0: really believe it with AEW. Yeah, I'm going to be straight up here. Like, I don't believe it with AEW because you can't. You cannot promise that. That's an impossibility. Mm-hmm. These all, it's, all this
2: AEW is a, has to say is, "Oh well, now, sorry, now that you're back, Hangman Page, um, Scorpio Sky became, moreover, as a baby face. So we're going to put him in the baby face role." it ultimately, the thing is that this is when you are continuing to do shows, when you
0: are continuing to push stories forward, you are basic. you're, you know, you're using the stars that you have. You're using the talents that you have and you are putting those talents over. If Like, ultimately, the people that you're going to be showing more regularly are the people that are people are going to care about. That's the people are, you're telling the audience matter. Like, ultimately, it doesn't, like, you know, cool, it's great that if Hangman <coughs> that, like, Hangman Page might not have his spot threatened or something like that. But, like, again, just like Oscar said, like, if someone like (coughs) Cole, Lance Archer, anyone were to get more over, like, what are you going to do?
1: I mean, yes, on one hand, but on the other hand, like, how's anybody going to go for when the ratings are fucking tanking over this shit? And number two, why aren't they inviting people? They're purposely not inviting people from New York or any other state that has this issue anywhere towards their show. So if they want to say that, then fuck, that's part on them.
2: But yeah. I mean, you know, there is a thing so, though. There, there's also a thing though of the,
1: you know, I where mean, you can just. I make was the just trying to say to... this as an offhand subject. We can get back on topic. Thank you.
0: No, no, I, I think that it's no, but I think that it is important to to bring up here. Is is that like nothing can be guaranteed? Because like it comes back to the point of like nothing can be guaranteed. Like everything here is just kind of up in the air because no one knows where it can go. And it's like mm-hmm. you can say all these things. You can talk a big. You can talk a big game about how like you know. Look, you're not going to push anyone here. And, like, I want to believe that, like, obviously, I want to believe that that Tony Khan and AEW like, actually mean that. I've, I trust them way more about it than I do Vince.
1: And that's what like, I'm trying to get at with the whole thing is that, you know, yeah, yeah, they're both saying this. And, yes, people might get different opinions. People might get different stances or, I guess, different – losing a term here because I'm getting so pissed off right now. Um, different – standings basically in crowd favor when all this blows over but that doesn't change the fact that you know that that would happen naturally anyways in some of these cases
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's true
1: but but it's more so yeah i mean who's to say that you know they don't just job roman reigns out when he returns Mm -hmm. okay i'll shut my i'll shut my mouth now about this but i just i think just saying that's equal issue here is a problem when you have one specifically telling people from New York to stay the fuck home.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I don't mean yeah. to say it's equal as much as it's just like, mm-hmm. th- as much as my point was more just like, it's ultimately just by the nature of, even if, even if, even if all the companies do everything right, like mm-hmm. it's just from an audience perspective, just from a fan point of view, like it's just ultimately an inevitability by the fact that like the only way that you can not do th- the only way that you can prevent this is to just not do shows
1: yeah well that's obviously not going to happen now because we are in the shit
0: yeah it sure isn't so yeah i guess all you can really say about that is more on that as it develops and since everybody's proven that they're not going to stop i guess it's time to play it's wednesday wrestling does anyone care
1: No, and that's the thing. It's like, the ratings are fucking tanking, which makes me think, if anything actually gets over based on this coronavirus pandemic, then I'll be super surprised because the wrestling is not that much... It's not great. It's marginally okay compared to where it was, and a lot of it's just squash matches. Fucking awful squash matches. There was one thing that was... Pretty damn good this week Yeah and it's not something that will ever really Get much traction In terms of AEW unless you do some Really good long term booking which maybe they will I don't know BT200
0: Jackson and Nick Jackson In a false count anywhere Match on the BTE compound
1: <laughs> Yes so they Fought all around Nick's home And It was basically just How many different props, how many different moves can we do in the comfort of our own house now that we've had to return the PWG ring? And it was kind of shaky. Maybe not the best produced, given they were using hand cams. I'm not going to fault them for that. Um, But a pretty darn peppy match. It was basically... Look, I'm going to throw it out there. It
0: was basically the fucking last man, the two... Last Man Standing, Falls County Anywhere matches that fucking WWE did in the mm-hmm. past, like, couple weeks, but, you know, they cut out a lot of the bullshit and also turned to the Firefly Funhouse for a minute.
1: Yeah, like, Merch Freak came out and really fucked with things. It, it was it was an interesting... It was very interesting. Yeah, they had the barbershop moment in the middle of this, in the usual BT low-budget way. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's a fantastic match. It's free on YouTube. It's like twenty minutes at most. Go watch it.
0: It was very fun, although you know, I'm. I definitely, I'm not sure where they're going with it, especially with that ending.
1: I don't know if they actually are going anywhere, other than maybe they're going to tease like the revival in the future or something.
2: Uh, the revolt. Thank you very much.
1: Eh, you know, I don't care. Dak Hardwood, Buff Bagwell, or not Buff Bagwell. That's not a name they can use. Um, Buff Hard Strong.
0: I wasn't even talking about the oh the like the oh wait there is one last thing we need to do as much oh, as even okay. just like I w- I was even just talking about like you know look the whole thing was basically built on like Nick who, Nick who very much wanted the match was playing the, was very much playing the heel like he yeah. was wearing the black and red outfit like it mm-hmm. was leaning into it like you know just yelling about how he wanted this match like but ne- I thought it was interesting though never really saying why he wanted the match and like. To me, like, I felt to me like they were kind of trying to play into a narrative, especially where, you know, the way that fucking Matt has to win that match is to fucking put on his fucking, like, spike boot and kick Nick in the goddamn face with it.
1: Like, I mean, if they ever do... Yeah, go on, sorry.
0: To me, that suggested, like, maybe they're trying to do some kind, maybe they're trying to set the seeds for, like, you know, a, for a young buck's heel turn. Maybe they're trying to set the seeds for, like, you know, the, like what you're talking about, where the elite turns on fucking hangman and, and goes ballistic. But, like... Quite possibly. But it's hard to say, I guess. I and mean, I guess I felt like I wasn't, I felt like at the ending, at the end of it, especially when they were like, well, where do we go from here? I was less clear on what what's going to happen now.
1: I mean, the ending, once it happened, I was completely understood, because, yeah, Nick is not supposed to be 100%, so he's not going to win that match. That said, I think a lot of that is just, like, we could put a lot of things in play if storylines went certain ways. We could have a Bucks, you know, a Nick versus Matt feud actually happen if we wanted to go that way. We could have the Bucks turn evil. We could have them, you know, we there's a lot of things they could do there that I think you could set the stage for, and... Being that's BT, you could also ignore every single bit of that and do absolutely nothing. True sure enough. It's Although being the I eight. am, I am
0: wondering though. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it is just a product of like they really have nothing else right now. But like they straight up advertised this episode on Dynamite this week.
1: They sure did. But I which, also... which kind
2: of leads me to wonder why don't they just fucking put BTE on Dynamite if they're going to start doing these back alley wrestling matches on there. This is a way, you know, fucking, you've got this shit filmed, you're gonna film it anyway, so why not just fucking do that?
0: I assume it's probably a matter of, like, production value, of, like, if if they're gonna do something for Dynamite, they want to actually have it be, like, look like something that would be on TNT and not just th- something the Young Bucks filmed in their backyard with Brandon Cutler and another person.
2: Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I... I... Don't know for sure in that regard. I think mainly it would be, yeah, that kind of production value. And also, I think the Young Bucks want to keep their YouTube cred going. And at the same token, if you put the YouTube show or the YouTube matches on Dynamite, people will tune out knowing they can already get those for free every Monday. Or, you know, some such nonsense.
2: Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes into my whole ongoing thing of... What the fuck even is being the elite in the era of Dynamite anymore?
1: It's whatever the Bucks want it to be. It really is.
0: It is part backstage show, part... We're experimenting with gimmicks, part... Whatever the fu- Part actual wrestling kayfabe.
1: hmm Like, I would never want the Luchasaurus story they're telling in BT to be on TV, because it's terrible. But also, it's kind of funny in its own way, because it's stupid, and it's just making fun of Shawn Michaels all the whole time.
2: Fuck Shawn.
1: Yeah. Fuck Shawn. Fuck Shawn.
0: This one Dynamite was okay, though.
1: It was alright. It happened. I don't feel like there's much we need to talk about, but we can talk about the few things that did matter at length, if you'd like.
2: I tuned most of this episode out because I was just like... Like literally, I messaged you guys at 7:55, being like, "Oh shit, it's Wednesday."
1: Yes, it is.
0: Honestly, the few things I really have thoughts about are like, not even like the wrestling. Yeah, no, absolutely, I don't care about any of it. Even the two fucking like championship match, tournament matches that happened tonight, I don't really care.
1: Well, yeah, because you knew it was going to happen. Cool though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's just say Darby Allin beats Sammy Guevara, and using the awful pin finisher he has now, I hate it. I'm it, not super into it. It's not good, and also Sammy's shoulders were kind of off the mat during it, so it's really bad. Um,
2: all this um, shit is even more egregious, knowing that we can, knowing that like there's no audience and they're not live. You can just re-edit all your botches.
1: You sure can, but you know, honestly, I think it's probably better that way because I don't want to see these people botch. What well, yeah, if they're going to do these kind of matches the way they are? It's like just. Rhea didn't make it perfect. I mean, you're already, you're already disregarding so many orders and so many things that would keep the wrestlers safe, so. Do the whole Luch Underground thing. Now, what I am thinking you might want to talk about here a little bit, John. Mm hmm. Matt Hardy had a little promo. Well, actually,
0: before we talk about that, there is one thing I do want to talk about that you neglected to put in the notes here.
1: Okay, what was that?
0: Let's talk about that fucking opening promo. Oh shit! Yeah,
1: I talked about that on the chat, but I didn't actually add a note here. Um, Cody cut a goddamn amazing promo on the TNT Championship tournament. He
0: was in the hacker room.
1: He Wait, is... is he?
0: Is he the 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 SmackDown hacker?
1: Excuse me, he's not a hacker. He's like Tony Stark. He's the head of the Avengers. He, he's got his whole control panel. He's got a control center, um, probably the AEW control center in it emergency would make sense mode. That Cody's drunk.
2: God, yeah. now I just want fucking. Robert Downey Jr. to get the Iron Man logo tattooed on his neck.
1: I mean... God damn you! Give him a bender in Vegas and it might happen, I don't know.
2: And then, like, it just inexplicably shows up in, like, Sherlock Holmes 3.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm in for this. Make him have have the CGI edit out like they do, like, sometimes with the rocks tattoos when he shows up in movies.
2: Wow, there... Wow, I can't believe Henry Cavill's lip is on, uh... Robert Downey Jr.'s neck.
1: (laughs) Yes. But no, Cody cut a great promo, like hyping up everybody remaining in the tournament and talking about how much the tournament meant to him, how much it, it basically meant to him, and essentially talking about the whole business as a whole with the championship. And who knew... That AEW would be at this point now introducing a new title. This is all to prove that we can continue to evolve and go forward. There, there were a lot of different points he brought up, and all of them were great. Yeah, Can't, I don't. Know I cannot do like, them justice.
0: I don't know that I like this as much as the as the other one that they just put out separately of you know him in the in the black room smoking a cigar. The YouTube but... promo was. I... I think that I like that YouTube promo more still, but like this definitely felt like a much more refined version of that that definitely yeah. made a lot more sense for television. Do yes, you it
2: think did. TNT doesn't want if Cody's gonna be presented as the top babyface, do you think they don't want him smoking cigars? I could see it. I mean, um that might be a more
1: it. that might be a ratings board thing too. Um like smoking is like super not okay at certain ratings levels. So that might be it, yeah. Yeah. Like if oh, you put things smoke, are possible. If you put a smoking in a, a video game, it becomes an M-rated game. <sighs> just saying. <sighs> smoking movies are rated.
2: I mean, yo, fucking Beatles Rock Band got dinged for having smoking in one of the pictures.
1: Yep, sure did. And uh that was just in a picture of archival footage. So, it truly
2: was the worst thing John Lennon ever did.
1: Yes, it is. Absolutely, Not, nothing else bad happened to John Lennon. Wait,
0: Just,
1: I, I hate I, this. I, I can't. I can't follow this. I've been put in a dead end.
0: I hate this.
2: Why do you,
1: <laughs> Oscar? Stop drinking! God damn it! <laughs>
2: my 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 booze has been done for a while.
1: So about that, Matt Hardy. Um, Matt Hardy yelled a whole bunch, and, and he was
0: Damascus, and that was cool. And then he turned into regular Hart, Matt Hardy. I was like, wait, what the fuck?
1: John, I like regular Matt Hardy better. <laughs> I really do.
2: I, I'm kind of over the broken gimmick, and I I was really hoping that Matt Hardy and AEW would take this as an opportunity to like reinvent himself again.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure would. And... He seems to be riding the coattails of the one thing he invented when he was away from WWE that was really good. And it's just, it feels so childish. And then he just goes back to being normal and says a bunch of stuff that was, I think, pretty okay. I'd be okay with Matt Hardy just not doing the broken gimmick and inviting people to deletion matches. Hell,
2: fucking, I liked Big Money, Matt, and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Sure, I mean... Like, Matt Hardy has made good characters for himself, and I get it. They probably make a shit-ton of money on broken shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean, people seem to eat it up because I think a lot of wrestling fans are children like that. Um, I and mean
2: also, hey, maybe this would have been a real good time to reinvent yourself to stop doing a fucking Nazi salute.
1: Yeah, that too. Like, that's... It seems like he's very much trying to keep it from going anywhere upwards now, which makes sense. But you know, what's an even so, better
2: way to just stop people from doing that. Just, just make not do a it. Fucking different gesture.
1: Yeah. Or just stop doing it. Like yeah. he doesn't have to do the gesture. He doesn't have to do any of that anymore. He can move on from it, but you know, either way, it sounds like we might have a taped <laughs> match at the compound of the Hardies involving Jericho or Sammy Guevara, depending on who gets there first, or both. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. That'd be cool to have I mean, either one of them. I mean, I enjoyed
0: that part. I hate this anti-Matt slander, but I enjoyed that part.
1: I mean... Yeah. The anti-Matt slander from me or Jericho? Yes. Okay. I Jericho, I thought, was on point with his uh, talk about Matt. I I think I I, I think Jericho is pretty good this entire night. In fact, so I'm just. Oh, Jericho that out was there. awesome a commentary night. Yeah. Jericho's Jericho's been fucking aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the rest of the night, um, I think it all kind of starts going downhill from here a little bit, with one exception maybe, and our exception is probably going to vary here. I just imagine it right now.
2: I didn't hate the Dustin match.
1: Yeah. Well. Before I we get there. It's kind
2: of predictable only because I'm like, yeah, Dustin's not going to retire in front of no one.
1: Well, beyond that, also, interestingly, there was no mention of retirement during any live taping stuff. It was all on afterwards taped commentary that was not live there at the arena and promos that were not there at the arena. I wonder Almost if, as they if they, they
2: figured. This match has no stakes. We need to like make it somewhat
1: I if think that's exactly what event. happened. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be our main event. It kind of stunk as a match anyways. How do we make it something people might want to watch? Let's put stakes on it and let's see if we can draw some viewers.
0: I mean, I think that's clearly what they're doing. I mean, also mm-hmm. like one thing that we didn't talk about that they did last week was they had a fucking contest. They literally had like a hey uh, tweet that you tweet a clip of you watching Dy- uh, watching Dynamite and you can win shit. And granted, you know, it was not like they were giving away like anything crazy. They were giving away like you know a, a shop AEW gift bag or something, some shit like that.
1: Yeah. All back.
2: the other unsold Daddy Eats First shirts.
1: Yes, exactly. You get your own pyramid of Daddy Eats First.
0: But still, like, it, it is very strange. It, I did find it very interesting that, yeah, like, it seems like they're really trying to, like, fucking pull some, pull some shit to make you want to watch this show live.
1: Yeah.
2: If you and see a newspaper article slamming AEW's decision to run shows, tell the newspaper article you stand up for AEW.
1: Pretty much that sort of thing. And uh in fairness, they are uh, very marginally losing to a- nxt now in the ratings
2: but are they losing in the demo
1: they are not no. losing in the demo yet yeah which probably is fine because i think i think given everything's going on they're probably a little i don't know if they're under i'm sure TNT's fine with the ratings as they are because everything's shit right now um unless you're you know nxt and AEW turn themselves into news reports about a coronavirus then the ratings <laughs> would skyrocket through the roof
2: this week but, on AEW, Sean Hannity,
1: yeah, just doing the news. Excuse me, no, Sean Spears doing the news about coronavirus and giving you his uh, heartless takes. Gambling on it. <laughs> yeah, no. gambling on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cash it yeah. in. $300 I mean, says, this man gets it first.
2: I mean, look, I'm going to be real. I did have a conversation with my father this morning where he's like, do you think in Vegas you can get odds on which country will develop a vaccine first? Um, And look, my response was
1: Absolutely yes It's Vegas say, Well don't th-
0: worry, we'll be able to find out in like A week and a half
1: Exactly, I was going to say give it a, week, a couple weeks And we'll have the bookies back to work against their will Putting out odds like that because they're being really cynical It's oh, going to happen Prop bets are definitely a thing
0: What else happened on Dynamite?
1: Uh, okay, so let's just go through the rest real quick uh, Kenny Omega beat a jobber This match um, was surprisingly long it was surprisingly long. It's like they were just trying to stretch out time because they knew they were going to have shit to do on Dynamite. Um, Orange Cassidy beat Jimmy Havoc with a bullshit pin. There were shenanigans all throughout the match because Kip oh, Sabian— Oh, yeah, it was his Yep. It was a mousetrap thing. But it's like Kip Sabian is interfering. Uh, Penelope Ford is interfering. It's just setting up for the best friends going up against um, uh, Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, and their roommate who lives in a box. And let's see, Wardlow. This was beat silly. A... It was fine. It was fine. It's like, it's not bad. And they had an interview later. I'll talk about uh, Wardlow beat a jobber. It was sloppy. Wardlow was sloppy, but the F-10 at least landed pretty well this time.
0: It was much better looking, even if it was still kind of terrible.
1: It was kind of terrible, but the guy sold it as you probably should when you're flung up like that. He just landed on his side like a flopping dead fish.
0: I like Wardlow's really stupid knee thing that he does. The knee thing was
1: okay, like, and it seemed pretty safe. So it's
0: really stupid, but I really like
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pulling someone down from the corner into his knee. It, it. He should do that more. Also, it's I will stupid. say that
0: that one slam that he, did where he threw him up and then then slammed down that looked real crisp. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It was good. I think the guy. Um, he was working with Lee Johnson, probably wasn't educated enough to know that he should just trust Wardlow to do the full, like, manipulating him into the map, because he tried to basically work himself down into proper bump position, and so it came off a little awkward. If it hadn't, it would have looked like he was whiplashing Lee Johnson. It would have looked even better. So, just some, if he works with somebody like more experienced, it's going to look phenomenal. Um, but, yeah. Um, then there's a Dark Order vignette that basically now we know who their next member is going to be, it's going to be Vanilla Vance. So who is this? This is a guy I believe comes out of Michigan. Um, he was a quarterback um, in high school and college, or like a player in high school and college. I don't know if he was actually quarterback, but a football player. Um, got injured, missed out a bunch of stuff, went to wrestling instead. And apparently he's doing enough that he's kind of caught Cody's eye. He's kind of an outside member of the nightmare family you might remember he was teamed up with sean spears on an unaired AEW match against gun club and
0: i thought that did air it, it uh, did it eventually air. i don't
1: recall if it ever actually aired or not i thought it was supposed to air and then they never actually showed it but then they just gave him the win anyways um I'm not, them being I'm not austin sure. Gun. And think, said, "Oh yeah, I think it might have come, out, but I don't really know for certain." Yeah, I forget totally, but yeah. So the reason they probably didn't show him initially because he's allied with Cody, and why would an ally of Cody be working with uh, uh, Sean Spears? In this case, well, we're just going to move him entirely away from the Nightmare Family. He's now part of the Dark Order, and they did their best not to show his face because you also can see him if you look at the heel side of the rings at times. He's the guy wearing the white like tracksuit. Mm. Over there mm. And so Yeah you don't want to be Revealing who he is Just yet until he's not In that crowd
2: Okay Speaking of people In the crowd Who the fuck is Pineapple
1: Pete That's uh, Sugar Dunkerton
2: Yeah it's Sug D Has he been on AEW before
1: No yeah. he's a, or he, He's been on you know, Some of the darks
0: Yeah recently He's been on recently Like ever since mm. Ever since this whole thing Started he, He's yeah. one of the jobbers That's been on dark And, and dynamite
1: Okay Yeah and he's, he's On dynamite last week yeah, exactly. I, he's,
2: I know he's been in the crowd and stuff. I just felt like I was losing my mind of like, who is this guy?
1: Yeah, he's done uh, two or three matches at this point. Um, but yeah, he's a well-known like Chikara guy, and yeah,
2: he's a good sweet okay. Chikara boy.
1: Yeah, he he's been around a long time, and he, somebody actually they really should hire um, Trace, in my opinion. Yes,
0: I don't think I still don't think I like this Brody Lee thing. I
1: don't either. Like. He Brody Lee's promo inviting Preston Vance in was really stilted. It was bad. Um, it, it's it's just, like, I'm he, just he's not, not, not feeling it. it. He's not feeling it and he's losing that he's losing that rub he got from that initial really good promo when he debuted. And he just hasn't done anything since it's turning again into a Vince ripoff. And I hate it. Like if that's where we're gonna go with this. The Dark Order needs to go the way of the Nightmare Collective. It needs to go away.
2: I feel like they've invested too much into the Dark Order that they didn't necessarily put into the Nightmare Collective for them to just drop it.
1: Oh, they're not just going to drop it, but they do need to start, like, maybe pumping the brakes on it at some point and
2: merge the two of them together. Finding some way
0: to pivot, or at least finding, like, some way to just fucking get this character under control. Because, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like... again it's just it doesn't make sense it's like Brody Lee is doing this character like you know and I understand the idea of being like the erudite erudite monster like I think Mm -hmm. that there's some great fucking value that you get with that but it's like they're trying to have him do this character of being like David Miscavige by way of Vince McMahon and it's just not working like whatever reason it's just like though his delivery is kind of stilted he's not Mm -hmm. really selling it like right it's just it doesn't like honestly I feel like the the best thing that's come out of this is like uh did y'all watch a uh, Road to Road to Dynamite this week? No. Did because not. they had a uh, they had a, a little segment of uh of the Beaver Boys doing shit. Oh actually I did dark. see that
1: yes and that was really yeah,
0: good. that that was excellent. I mm-hmm. thought that yes. that was great and that was the kind of thing that made me go, okay, maybe there really is something to this here. like yeah. maybe there really is like legs of this character and legs mm-hmm. and you know life to this like whole gimmick in the story that they're telling but again, I just still feel like he's the weak link in all this. It's yeah like and the way that he's cutting the promos, the way that he's doing the delivery and the way that yeah, it's like his matches and the way that he wrestles and how he presents himself doesn't really seem to be connected to this character at all. Yeah, which also, I, I
2: just want to say, mm-hmm. his ring gear is fucking awful.
1: It's not great. It's, it's not great. I, I would go so far to say, like, when before he debuted, like, if you look what the Beaver are doing now with that, and the editing on that video is phenomenal because it's kind of you know really creepy and just out there. And what Evil Uno's been was doing with the Join Dark Order stuff when that started picking up. With, like, everybody suddenly donning his masks and shots and, you know, weird cuts like that. That's way better than anything Brody Lee's done. Because his hasn't had that kind of creep factor to it. Like, there's something else going on here.
2: There's nothing off about Brody Lee.
1: Exactly. It's just he's a Vince guy. And that's not good enough. Like, what they really need to do... I think they need to take a step back on a lot of the stuff both before they got really good in with the join dark order stuff and all the stuff after just start, just start working with what really has been connecting with the audience, which again, join Fantastic. Um, what the beaver boys did and that idea and the idea of, you know, kicking down doors and letting us in now, because we're not taking, we're not just allowing you to let us in. We're taking ourselves in. Don't
2: forget fake Kyle O'Reilly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fake Kyle O'Reilly, Sure. Um, And, you know,
2: again, this all, maybe they have bigger plans once coronavirus is done and they can actually, like, start doing stuff in front of crowds again. Sure. But also, this just goes more into what we were saying about stop fucking doing shows.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, even then, this is, like, the perfect chance for them to start working out stuff they don't need to do anymore. Like, if you want to have, if you really want to have Brody Lee be the leader of this stuff, start having him go through and doing stuff like maybe that isn't so good about this, like maybe redo or do away with these fucking awful creeper masks that don't really fit in with stuff. Like, or maybe if you're going to insist on sticking with them, justify them. This is the time. So that if somebody says they look stupid, like I'm going to every time I see them, they're something like, no, you don't understand. Brody says it's like a removal of your identity. So you belong to us and as our one. It just aren't working this is a perfect time to start trying to work the Dark Order as something by vignettes that is good and interesting. And they're just working away from that. It's just... It feels more and more just like a bad faction of people wanting to prove themselves to Vince.
2: This feels like what the Dark Order felt like when they debuted.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And except there it was just like Minecraft references, now it's like just Vince and Minecraft references. Yeah,
0: now it's Voodoo Kin Mafia.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, I didn't want to invoke that again cuz I've been Voodoo referencing that King every Minecraft. time. Voodoo Kin Minecraft. There you go. It's, boom. I hate it. it. It's terrible. It's I I'm so disappointed cuz I like Brody Lee. I think he's a good wrestler, but they they got to do better. Speaking of stuff they got to do better about um Actually, I guess before that I'll say that um, one of the random producers for Dynamite interviewed the best friends where they called out Sabian and Havoc. And that was weird because she's not typically an interviewer. She's just a producer. She's only shown up on Sammy Guevara vlogs before. And, yeah, so.
2: I mean, if they kind of got to take what they can get.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point it's just like, okay, sure. I guess we're just all hands and deck. I'm fine with that. Um
0: for God's sake, they have Dasha doing ring announcing again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's not good at that. Um, she never was. Never was. Yep. Yeah. And th- now it's getting. I think I'm really not feeling. Also, um, that's the bubbly bunch. What the fuck is this shit?
2: I dopey. I, I, as I as I commented in the in our chat, I'm like, am I too old for
1: this? Now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to roast TikTok by, "Hey, let's all do a flim flam." But what the fuck's a flim flam? Oh, I see the logo now. You're just making fun of TikTok and everybody dancing to music because that's what you do in TikTok.
2: I had thought a flim flam was like a TikTok dance challenge, and because I'm not fucking like twelve, I didn't know what it was.
1: No, it's more like Chris Jericho is too old to understand the stuff, and so this is what he thinks is passing for witticism in this regard. And look.
0: I'm not yeah. going to say that it wasn't very dad joke, this whole thing. <laughs> With all that said, A, it's corny as shit and I like that kind of thing, so I was into it. B, I'm still into all the weird fucking edits and cuts that they do. of just like, here's here we're just going to randomly focus on the fucking Grinch doll that's hanging <laughs> out behind Santana. That honestly or, was or the geez. best part of it. Is like here just we're randomly- going to just... Here we're just going to random, here's
1: just like random cut, hard cut to Chris Jericho's dog. And it wasn't even his dog in this case. It was a Roomba. They cut to his Roomba and just act like he was talking to his Roomba the whole time. They also cut to his dog at the very end. Oh, did they? Okay, at, I didn't yeah, see Yeah, at the end of the,
0: when he stormed off after he was very upset about being outclassed by by Sammy, just hard cut to Chris's dog.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I probably was which explaining was, which, what the TikTok thing was at that
0: point. <laughs> Which made me fucking die. But regardless, also best, Benji.
1: Yeah, the best part of this was Benji the cat showing up in Sammy Guevara's segments. Because Benji the cat is the best.
0: And Sammy looking very sad.
1: Yes, yeah. Sammy looking very sad. Um, Sammy's a good cat owner. I can't hate him forever for that. Um, and then, yeah, main event. Zootopia um, liked it. Yep. It was dopey. Um, I don't know if I liked it as much, but Benji was there, so whatever. Um, Dustin Rhodes beats Kip Sabian. We knew it was going to happen. Whatever. Um, Dustin, just get the logo on the back of your suit ironed on better next time. Like, I have nothing to add there. That That's all it was, and we already talked about it. All the retirement angle trying to drive up interest in this match. You knew it was going to happen. I mean... Yep. If nobody at the arena is acting out about the potential retirement, then you know it was bolted on. And then you know it's not going to happen. This is just Wrestling 101.
0: I mean, let's be honest. It was a foregone conclusion before it was even announced.
1: Exactly. And we know what they're really saving up for. Lance Archer killing Dustin Rhodes next week. Yeah. And I'm not even, like... He probably is going to legitimately kill Dustin Rhodes, especially when Tony Khan tweeted out right after the show, next week is going to be amazing. So I think we're going to probably witness Dustin dying. Rip in peace! And Cody's going to come out, hold his brother as he dies in his arms, and then we're going to question, why did you kill Dustin for reals during the corona pandemic?
2: It's actually because Dustin has tested positive for corona and this is their way to cover it up.
1: Ah, expose him to Lance Archer and Cody.
2: Lance Archer's the corona cleaner.
1: Everybody dies, especially me soon. Don't Don't get me don't get me near Jake. He needs to live and tell the story of what I've done. I don't
0: like this. like i don't like what wrestling's become five days four days
1: three days two days one day
2: everybody's got
0: symptoms (laughs) no that's the problem is we could be all asymptomatic and you know we wouldn't even know that we have the
1: symptoms everybody dies we didn't wash our hands enough
2: I mean look, I believe that Lance Archer's weird backwoods ring baby doesn't have running water for hands washing.
1: I mean that seems like the most Darby on thing to do is like, yeah man, I didn't need water for anything. I just I only the...
2: wash half my hands because yeah, the other half
1: of the dead and covered in coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This is already no. way too many coronavirus jokes tonight. Kind of ashamed, but also laugh. You know what? Look,
2: it only took like an hour for this podcast, for this ostensibly comedy podcast to become funny. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Y'all,
0: if you like talking about horrible things, hearing about horrible things being talked about, and how capitalism is a fuck, tune in on Friday, because Owen and I are going to cover the the fucking... WWE Quarter One Financials for 2020 over on the ProWrestling.cool Financial Report.
2: It's not just cool, it's cha-ching. It's capitalism. It's Owen with the with the Euro sign. He's, I don't appreciate my gimmick being stolen, especially when O-Yen exists. If you didn't want your gimmick to be
0: st- stolen, then you should have been on the episode instead of being like, well I don't know that I can make
2: that funny Hey, you know, look I just want to fucking play Persona because it's the only thing that makes me happy right now, and I've almost beaten Persona You could play Save the World with me I've been on Fortnite and you haven't told me to, yo, John when this recording's done, let's play some Fortnite
1: I'm down.
0: Okay, yeah, I've been I've been playing a fuck ton to save the world, man.
1: Jesus Christ, you're worse than Owen in that regard.
2: I play. Let's play the, let's play kinda the real
0: Fortnite. It.
1: I'm kind of into it. You're just gonna bring zoomers into to do all the work for you, right?
0: I I yell at the zoomers because they're always just like, "Hey, you want to trade?" I'm like, "No, I want to play the yeah. video game." Yeah, it's don't like trade, a, and they're I'm like, "For trading," and they're like, "Whatever, pussy." And I'm like, "Why am I a pussy?" Because I don't want to <laughs> trade. What the fuck?
1: It's like more like, hey, do your work, Zoomers. Go back to your okay, Zoomer plantation, do your work, and build the walls.
2: I'm going to ask you this again. Off no, it's Fortnite. Air. You step in the arena and break the walls down. What is what is save the world exactly?
1: It's the original
2: Fortnite game. It's, no, I know what it is, but like, what is the actual game there? And
0: Oscar, yeah, it's original content. Do not steal.
1: It, the okay, game.
0: So. The game is you is children try to scam you or you scam
1: children <laughs> I was gonna say it was like a story about like a. did you ever play of-
0: fantasy star online no it's basically that except instead of being oh. except instead of being a Diablo where people were either you're scamming children or children are scamming you it's Minecraft don't starve but you're sta- you're scamming children and children are scamming you <laughs>
2: How are you scamming these children
0: you say yo yo kid you want trade yo yo I got this grave digger yo you want this grave digger it's a 130 grave digger it's so good so good yo you want to trade me this yo yo drop me drop me this weapon here you got yo drop me a good weapon alright cool psych bye
1: (laughs) (laughs) see I just turn voice chat off and just stare at them till they do the work
2: Mm. hey should I buy save the world
1: no As as Cody Rhodes says do the work yes exactly oh,
2: but yeah. also so, oscar one, one if you, last, do, if you one buy last... save
0: the world and do the work you'll get free v bucks
1: you actually will actually if you buy the whole save the world thing i've probably gotten like 20 to 30 v bucks off of it or 2000 to 3000 v Bucks.
2: okay i was gonna say 20 to 30 v bucks is. i'm not... sorry i was thinking
1: like the dollar amount wise i just look at it at dollars because you know that's all that stuff. you can is get now.
0: 50 v bucks a day bro <laughs>
1: Yeah, you actually can. That's true. Um, 50 cents a day for your hard work.
2: One last piece of news. Uh, Cody now apparently owns the trademark to Cody Rhodes again. Cool. He's had that for a minute, I thought. But yeah, also good for him. Apparently now he can use it on merch.
1: Cool.
0: Daddy eats first. I'm going to say something horrible and then we need to end. Okay. COVID Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> There's our title.
2: Y'all come back now, you hear? No one gets to plug their shit after that. God damn it.
0: This has been episode 27 of Heal Alternative, ProWrestling.cool's Posse podcast covering AEW and the wide world of professional wrestling outside Vince's Purview, and also the interim official podcast of ProWrestling.cool.
1: Um, I have breaking news real quick here, sorry. What? Um, Preston Vance is now going to be called 10 in the Dark Order. I'm not joking.
2: (laughs) Okay. okay so apparently
1: this... 10 has uh superseded eight
0: and nine it's it gonna this be world. sean spears's
1: favorite uh jobber in the dark order i mean he did team with sean spears so he's just uh, the perfect 10 he took the 10 away from sean shit oh man it makes sense now <laughs> no it doesn't fuck this all <laughs>
0: If you like this show for some reason, go check us out at ProWrestling.cool. It's a real website. Also, go give us money at Patreon.cool. Pay the men. Find Oscar at Osaga the Great on Twitter and 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 Twitch and also eng.1966 at Yahoo.ca on PayPal.
1: Seriously, pay the men.
0: Traces at pseg. P, that's p s e e g on Twitter and also peace egg P-E-A-C-E-E-G-G, on uh, Twitch.
1: Yes, please watch me on Twitch. All these people around me are getting partner or applying for partner, and it hurts my soul because I've got, like, two viewers. Please watch don't, me.
0: Don't ask him about
1: electricity. You yeah, can don't probably get as- partner, though, if you make it a stream about solving people's
2: power issues.
1: Son of a bitch.
0: I've been your host, John Gavrexky-Maxwell. I am I'm, I'm John a whole bunch of places. No, I'm actually, Just... I am I'm, I'm John GM but I'm I am John one specific place.
2: Is that bite? No. Oh yeah. Venmo. Pay
1: hey hey the man. man.
2: I forgot about your Venmo. B-b-b-b- Venmo at I am John.
1: I am John.
2: What's your bite account? Is that video shames?
1: Yeah, it's video shames.
2: <laughs> Does anybody still use bite? No, I never even used it <laughs> once.
1: I tried registering my name as an accountant and it said no so I was like oh but fuck this app
2: I should have tried to
1: get Oscar to try to sell to
2: the Academy Awards cause you know they're gonna fucking try to make a fight
1: oh shit they would have had to pay the man y'all come back now you hear
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen
2: Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows.